Hi there, Mark Tinney from Race Fuels. We're proud to confirm that 2021 will be our biggest racing season on record. The 2021 season will see us supply over 1 million litres of fuel, over 50 race events in Australia, New Zealand, plus we're heading overseas to supply GT World Challenge Asia. Our New Zealand supply strategy is expanding as we continue to stock our range of racing fuels in Auckland. Whether you're competing or simply a track day participant, Race Fuels is always on track with fuel supply, particularly with our bowsers at Sydney Motorsport Park, Phillip Island and Sandown. Race Fuels is grateful for the continued support of the Australian motorsport categories, their competitors and the event promoters as we all work to continue to provide fans with great racing. Thanks all, and now enjoy the latest Parked Up podcast, powered by Race Fuels. These two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story as always. Red flag. This is a suspended uh, race. This is the Parked Up podcast. We're powered by the Race Fuels. My name is Grant Rowley. I'm joined by Tony Delberto. Tony, it's race week. We're heading down to Phillip Island for a big round of TCR and S5000 and all those other great things. Are you in the mood? Are you ready? Mate, I'm excited. I'm ready. I don't want to get too excited though, because like COVID could hit and we could be bloody <laughs> locked down just before this round again. And then everyone would be shitty and annoyed. Yep. Um, but no, all going well. Very excited. Get back in the car. Lot to prove. Lots of points to grab. And yeah, let's get on with it. Let's do it. Yep. Can't wait for it. It's a big couple of weeks of motorsport. We've just bowled out of the opening round of supercars where we're basically straight back into some TCR racing down at Phillip Island the week after we're at Sandown for supercars as well. So too much motorsport can never be enough. And that's what we've got. And uh, I tell you, we've got a big show for this episode of Parked Up, powered by Race Fuels. It's episode number 48. We've got some news. We've got some questions from the fans and there's a couple of absolute rippers in there. Uh, we'll bring that to you at the end of the show. And we've also got a, a couple of quick chats with David Reynolds from Penrite Racing, the Kelly Grove Racing driver, uh, and also Chelsea Angelo. While we record this, today is International Women's Day. And here at Parked Up, we love our women. We love the women in, in our lives. And we look, we just like women in general. So uh, we thought we'd celebrate. We'd Let's talk celebrate. to Chelsea. We talked to Chelsea, who's uh, returning to the TCR Australia series this weekend down at Phillip Island. So great to have her back in the fold, in the TCR fold. So we'll see what her prep has been like ahead of the Island Clash. Yeah, well, it's a big weekend and I know behind the scenes, and Chelsea will probably elaborate on this, but she's been putting a hell of a lot of work in even since before the first Phillip Island round. She's just pressed on with that prep into the uh, this version two of Phillip Island. So uh, she's good to go. Be good to catch up with her. But I tell you what, we've got some news to cover because it's been a big week in supercars, especially um, some big news there and some winners and some losers in that too, Grant. So mm-hmm. should we just get straight into the news? Let's go. Here it is, the news. Okay, this is the news. The news is brought to us by motorsportwebsites.com.au. And if you hadn't heard, Motorsport Websites have formed a partnership with Talk Racewear, and they'll provide FIA-approved race gear, including race suits, karting suits, and team wear 
to the Australian market. It's all bespoke. It's all made in Italy, and it will help you make your team stand out from the pack. The big news that broke over the weekend, Tony D, is that Shane Van Gisbergen, the current Supercars Championship leader, reigning Bathurst 1000 champion, has had a mountain biking incident, has injured his shoulder, done something pretty serious to his collarbone, and is certainly out of this weekend's first round of the GT World Challenge Australia down at Phillip Island. And the team have said that he's okay for Sandown the following week, but I guess they're all hanging on what the uh, doctor might have to say ahead of that one. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously without knowing the details and how severe how severe the break was, we, we can't sort of comment on it. But hey, you know, just think that you can't race one weekend, uh, but then the very next weekend you, you're going to be okay to race in supercars and uh, to be, you know, like Sandown really isn't the smoothest circuit around. You're belting over, you know, turn two and turn three curbs. Pretty rough on the old body, that one. So um, it would be interesting to see how he recovers and, and how severe the incident was that um, has led to this. So this is one reason why Grant, and I know mm-hmm. you can't, you know, wrap yourself up in cotton wool, but this is one reason I have my bike set up downstairs <laughs> on a trainer because especially when I when I was when I get closer to a big event like Bathurst, the Bathurst 1000, there's no chance I'm riding my bike outside. No chance because you fall off things that easy, yep. especially on a mountain bike. So, yeah, unfortunately, this has happened. And, and look, you, these things do happen. You could trip over in the street and, and break your collarbone. But um, it's a, it is a big blow. There's no doubt about it. You know, the championship leader, this is his year. Scott McLaughlin's gone. His main rival, the championship is there for the taking. And I feel like this is, a, this is more than just a little bit of a speed hump, you know? Mm. Yeah, certainly wouldn't want to be going over any speed humps while his shoulder's all out of whack mm. like that. Now, uh, just later on in the show, we've got some questions from uh, some fans, uh, just random questions. We've got a, uh, a whole bunch of uh, different queries that some of our fans have thrown at us. Let me just throw this uh, early one to you from Mark Rowland. Uh, he asked, Tony, with a few injured drivers around at the moment, what's the worst injury that you have hidden to keep doing other tasks? racing or not uh i don't know if i've actually hidden it probably the biggest shunt i've ever had in a race car was when i literally wrote off that ferrari at bathurst Mm -hmm. and i hurt my back fairly severe that day that was because i was sharing the car with a couple other guys that were a bigger size to me and i jumped in in the practice session and was so uh, eager to get out there i didn't tighten up my lap belts enough so when i actually made contact with the wall I moved a lot in the seat, but you do tend to maybe not let on how bad it is because let's say that car was good to go the next day for the 12 hour, then I certainly would have been good to go. I would have made sure that I I was uh, past all the medical and I could get back in the race car and get back out there on that um, particular instance. It wasn't good to go and it wasn't good to go for a little while, Grant, but um, Mm. (laughs) That's car racing. but has, it, um, has that car ever seen the light of day? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, they fixed it. They fixed it. It's all good. Okay, good. Just good. not that weekend. Just no. Weekend. no. She was in a bit um, of a bad way. Yeah. But just on injuries, I did uh, have a little chin wag with Timmy Slade after Bathurst and, and asked how he pulled up from the event. Um, obviously, that big shunt we saw, the Chaz-style shunt um, just near the elbow there. 
And he pulled up perfectly fine. Said he was absolutely physically great, no problems whatsoever. And I just wonder, Grant, and you can probably comment on this, some of the safety improvements that we've had in the cars since the crash that Chaz had. You remember Chaz actually hit his leg on the gear stick and, and broke his leg? Yep. Um, now we have like a shield that comes over and like a tunnel that the driver's legs sit in. Some of those sort of safety things that have been implemented since his shunt well and truly would have helped Timmy in a very similar shunt. Yep. Yeah. Uh, look, I think one of the great things about, I guess, motorsport in general, but certainly at the top end of what we look at in, in supercars, we don't see that many injuries. So it is a testament to how these cars are built, how well they are built and, and not at, like they do have some, some pretty wild shunts from time to time, but uh, not only does the driver typically emerge. Okay. Of course, it's a very dangerous sport, but they, they get out. Okay. And the team pull the car off the back of the tilt tray and get straight to work to, to fix it. So um, yeah, look, it was a shame that, that Tim wasn't able to compete the following day, but, but I think if the car was good, he would have been all right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, yep, so, so SVG is out, out of Phillip Island. That's right. Not racing the GT car that he was meant to The Mercedes. the Prince. The Prince. Yep. Mm-hmm. J-Dub is the ultimate sub. He's Isn't in. he? Not bad when you've got the goat on standby to come in and uh, and, and drive <laughs> your car. It's pretty, uh, pretty good. So J-Dub will be part of a 20-car GT field for the very first round of the Fanatec GT World Challenge Australia powered by AWS. It's actually in our contracts, Tony, that we need to say that wow. every single that's time. A, that's a big old category name. Isn't it? One what, of the Fanatec, one. Fanatec obviously is Sim Gear. Yep. What's AWS? They're part of Amazon. Okay. Yep. There you go. So, yep, some big brands, big brands part of the global footprint of GT racing around the world. Of course, this is Australia's championship is one of four GT championships that operates uh, joining Asia, Europe and America. So great to have Australia as part of that. And it it really needed it in Australia. GT racing uh, has our one big event, the Bathurst 12 hour, but really beyond that, uh, certainly in the past few years, GT racing, which you've been a part of and you've been a, a successful part of having won the national endurance championship as part of the GT championship. So many championships win the championship, mm. so many mm. words to uh, just, just try and make a point. Think- but, but now, yeah, I think the last time the GT cars raced in Australia, which was pre COVID, they didn't race at all in 2020. There was only 12 cars that did a three hour race around the bend. You actually, I think, did you do that race? Yeah, I did do that race actually. And that was the last GT race that I did. Um, I was partnering up with Max Twig and, you know, he basically said after this weekend, we're, we're not doing any more racing. The the categories lost its way and he didn't want to support anymore, which was really unfortunate because it was only the year before we'd, we'd won the championship. And previous to that, it was very, very strong. You know, you'd mm. see 20, 30 cars on the grid, no problem. Um, International entries as well. Yeah. So it is really good that we're, we're going to see 20 cars on the grid at Phillip Island. And you've got some really handy steerers in there as well. You obviously mentioned J-Dub, but Gartanda is going to be there with Yasser. Um, you've got Chaz. He, he'll be there as well with Tony Bates. Yep. What other guns have we got in there? Yeah, so there's, um, I guess, the, the cool thing after 
those top drivers is like some really, really cool cars. Tony Quinn uh, in the Aston Martin. Uh, your old mate Adrian Dietz is in a Ferrari alongside Peter Edwards. There's a, a ton of Audis out there. There's something like eight or nine Audis that are up and down through the championship and the trophy class. Brad Schumacher is one of those, the Bathurst driver. Paul Stokel is teaming up with Gary Higgin in the KFC Audi. So awesome. uh, there's a couple of really cool entries. Of course, the Groves, Stephen and Brenton in that uh, awesome brand new Porsche GT3R. So that's going to be certainly one to watch out for. And it definitely won't be a car. You, you, you won't miss it because it will. That looks cool. You'll be able to hear it from the mainland. <laughs> yeah so that's that's exciting to see the support of gt racing in australia and fingers crossed mate that it just picks up again and, and it becomes a place to be and you know I'd, I'd certainly love to get my ass back in one of those cars i miss the mercedes mate big time love mm-hmm. the mercedes such yep. a cool car when you think back on it now i haven't driven for a couple of years and you think that was a really cool time driving a very expensive car um and you, you probably don't uh really think about how cool it was at the time you know you just think about going fast and who you got to beat but now looking back on it it was such a cool cool uh, car to drive so very lucky there maybe i can convince max to get back into some gt racing and uh, scotty taylor as well cool of course the fanatec gt world challenge australia powered by aws is one of five categories or six categories that will be down at phillip island this weekend so plenty to see You'll be racing your Honda Civic Type R for wall racing in the Super Cheap Auto TCR Australia Series. There's also S5000, their first time they actually get to race down there. It's been a long time coming to see these great open wheel cars flogging around the island circuit. That's going to be a spectacle in itself. And above that, we've also got Trans Am, some, some Porsche racing for Sprint Challenge and also the uh, little old Porsche 944s, which are predominantly oh. a Victorian state-based category, so that will be that will be good. Plenty to see. Mm. Uh, tickets are on sale. Check out social media, and there'll be a link somewhere that you'll be able to get onto and grab and get yourself down to the island. Of course, if you can't do that, it's all on the Seven Network on Seven Mate and Seven Plus anywhere in the world. It's also available as well. So. No excuses to miss some awesome national Australian motorsport down at Phillip Island. In terms of news for the TCR Australia series, we've had uh, Lachlan Manif join the series. He's only a young 18-year-old. He's actually purchased the Alexandra Whitley car that she used in 2019. So that's great to see an extra Volkswagen added to the list. So there'll be two Volkswagens with Chelsea Angelo, who we'll catch up with a little later in the show. And also in Trans Am news, Ben Grice and Dylan Thomas have joined the ranks. So both of those guys have a lot of experience in the Toyota 86 racing. They both competed at the front of that class. They know how to drive and it's just going to add a nice extra depth to that top end of the field, uh, which will include Aaron Seaton, Nathan Hearn, Brett Holdsworth, uh, and of course your Tim Brook. F- favorite man, Tim Brook. Timmy Brook. Got to mention him at least three times on each pod. Tim Brook. This is part of our contract. That's our quota. <laughs> there was some racing actually this weekend at uh, Sydney Motorsport Park with the opening round of the AMRS. 
Uh, they had some TA2 racing there. Nathan Hearn won. Nash Morris actually took a win, which was quite quite cool. Second generation driver. Uh, Luke Yulden was racing in their, their GT3 style of racing, and he won. Uh, David Wall, your mate, was second. And uh, and in Formula Ford, also of note, Tom Sargent took three wins in the opening round of the Australian Championship. So, oh, man. We, uh, we didn't have much racing last year, and now mm. it seems to be coming absolutely thick and fast. It, it really does feel like motorsport is thriving right now. Everyone's getting back on track. Everyone's excited about it. Um, you know, the weekend, the GT race there that you mentioned, you know, it was a four-hour race, like an enduro. You know, Wally had my good mate Adrian Dietz in the Lambo, the car that I raced at Bathurst a couple of years ago. They, they finished on the podium, which was fantastic, but... A big old day out around Sydney Motorsport Park, four hours. I Ooh, think yeah. they did 150 odd laps or something like that. So, Jeez. and it was actually into the night. It was so under lights, really, really cool. But yeah, it feels like there's a heap going on. You know, we've got Phillip Island this weekend, Sandown the following weekend. We've got Bathurst coming up in a few weeks. It's just going off. It's bloody good. Yeah. This is it. This is it. And hey, so, so the question keeps coming up though, Grant. Mm-hmm. Are we going to have to rename our pod? <laughs> nah nah you just sure? leave it yeah just leave it but it might not be relevant anymore well what's the opposite of parked up parked down no that's silly it is silly no 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 let's just leave it as parked up we're fine okay all right no worries. I've spent, happy, spent too much money on logos and stuff on merchandise yeah <laughs> the yeah. merch hey of course, yeah you go did you join my uh fans of facebook <laughs> yes alberto facebook group Yes, the, you've obviously set this up yourself. I set it up myself, yeah. <laughs> so tell me about it. You obviously haven't set it up yourself. It's Michelle Duthrie who has set this up. So who is Michelle? Is she uh, is she a, just a, a fan of fan of TD? Well, must be, must be a fan. No, she's all, she's always uh, posting very favourable things um, regarding my racing so whether yep. it be with djr or with with in the tcr car so yeah they thought why not let's let's just set up a fan page for td i like it it's gone off i think we've got like 50 members or something already yeah no actually There's last time no i news, saw it but last time i saw it there were 66 members excellent well if you would promote it on our parked up facebook and website and yep. all our socials yeah, we might will. get 67 <laughs> yep yeah, we'll get onto it. We'll get onto it. That's uh, that's quite cool that she's she set that up. It does show you, TD, that people do care. They yeah, care. that's great. Thank you they very care. much. I really do appreciate the support. I'm hoping to have some news coming soon to actually put in the fan page, uh, whether it be a TCR win or some other news. I don't know just yet. Well, <laughs> what comes first? Uh, but I'm sure there'll be something coming up in the future. Um, yeah. Other news, Grant. Let's because we've got to keep going on news because we've got you know quite a bit to get through on there with our guest today. Mm-hmm. Um, Formula One liveries just popping everywhere. Oh yeah. So what's your Absolutely. favorite so far? Absolutely. We've seen some um, Williams. We've seen some Alpine, which is of course the new Renault. What else have we seen? The obviously Mercedes have dropped their livery. Not too bad. Not revolutionary. What do you think it's of good. the what do you think of the the Williams? It's a it's a, it sort of yeah. gives a little bit of a tip of the hat to the Williams of the past. Yeah, I like it. I reckon it's really good. And uh, the Aston Martin one, I thought looked pretty cool. Mm. Um, yeah. Obviously, Sebastian Vettel is in there now, and uh, that's that's quite exciting. I reckon uh, if the car's half decent, um, we could see some really good results from him. He seemed pretty energized after a dismal 
few years at Ferrari, unfortunately. I think, um, you know, he sees this as a bit of a lifeline and if, um, you know, the car's good, he should he should get some good results there. So what do you reckon? What's your early tip? Is it Vettel or is it Stroll who comes out on top by the end of the year? Who's the faster of the two? Hard to know. I mean, everyone thinks that Stroll is only there because his old man owns a team. And look, that probably does help. We can't sort of get around it, but it doesn't mean he's not a fast driver. You know, he is a fast driver. He's mm-hmm. had a huge amount of experience in Formula 1. So you would expect him to have the edge to, to start with over, over Vettel. Whether or not he can sustain that over the year is probably you know more the question uh, in regards to the championship. But uh, Stroll should have enough experience now to lead that team with the help of someone like Vettel putting in his, his two cents as well. Yeah, so um, I'm sure he's getting paid more than two cents. Yeah, definitely. That's my Absolutely. tip. I, I tell you what I'm excited about though is Perez at Red Bull, mm-hmm. just to see what he can do. Um, he I can't really see him good... beating Max though. I can't see him beating Max Verstappen. Maybe not on our right pace, but he'll. I think he will certainly be a lot closer to Max than what Albon was last year. Yep. And the year before. Yep. So he's a really seasoned driver now. He's got a lot of experience. And he did a bloody good job previously uh, against Stroll at Racing Point. And he spent a lot of years there, but he, you know, managed to win a race, got podiums, probably outdrove the equipment on many occasions. And he just races really well. So I reckon if he can get his head around that car in qualifying, um, he should give it to Max in the races, I reckon. So we will see. Yeah, big, not too uh, far. Big shoes to fill. Not too far away from the start of the F1 season. Unfortunately, it doesn't start here in Australia. But we will hopefully get to see it uh, come end of the year. And, uh, yeah, all very, very exciting to see Formula One get back into gear. All right, that's enough for news. Let's. Uh, enough? Oh, I think I've had enough of news because I'm excited. Have you to got get any in. news? I'm, I've got no news. No news? No How's news. the Nissan going? Well, we'll get to that because a couple of fans have asked about our Nissan, a couple oh, okay. of uh, learned listeners. We've got some fans' questions coming up at the end of the show. But before we get to that, we've got uh, two cool chats. The first is David Reynolds. He drives the Penrite Racing Ford Mustang in the Supercars Championship. He's had a, uh, a big couple of seasons, up ups and downs. Uh, he's got a new baby in tow as well. Him and Tahan have uh, just welcomed little Rayu into, the, into their world. So there's a lot to ask him. He's also making a, a TV debut. It's huge. He's got plenty to talk about. So busy. Here we go. So David, busy. David Reynolds on Parked Up and we're powered by Race Fuels. Hey, it's great to welcome David Reynolds onto the Parked Up podcast. David, how you doing, mate? Oh, thanks, Roll. That's very professional of you. You sound very, what's the word, formal? Uh, yeah, a little upbeat. It all goes downhill from here. <laughs> but, mate, lots happening Lots happening in your world. I'll let you decide what one we want to talk about first. You're uh, you're You're driving a Kelly racing Mustang for the first time yep. this year. Penrite racing Mustang. Thank you. There you go. You've got a new TV role to deal with. You're making your big, big TV debut down at Phillip Island this weekend. Oh, I'm actually and, more scared about that than anything else. And um, okay. But you're not scared about having a uh, brand new child living in your house? No, not at all. Like I think, you know, a lot of people have kids. So if they can do it and I see some of the caliber of people in the world, can't be that hard. <laughs> no, just joking. Yeah, it's impossible. 
Never do it. Nah, it's all good. I love it. He's awesome. I've um, I actually should probably should have done it many years ago, but I always thought my missus was going to leave me, so I never like did it with her. <laughs> nah, just joking. She still threatens <laughs> to leave me. <laughs> so now you're locked in, though, Dave. You you're absolutely locked in now. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Never say never. No, no, no. We'll we'll probably be together forever, but yeah. I don't really know what to say to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the highs and lows of, of being a parent. All right. Well, let, look, let's let's just talk about but some no, risk cards. It is actually one of the coolest things ever. I was just thinking about this yesterday. Like that first night you have like in the hospital with, with your missus and your baby, it's probably the coolest time of your life, I reckon. And then the few days after that, you just... It starts it to wear off. <laughs> no, no, like it doesn't. It, you're just like, holy shit, this is... This is how well, I think my parents would have started to to make me, and and now look at me, I'm surviving in a funny world, and yeah, and now I'm doing the same with this new kid. So it's just an unreal thing. It is cool. It is like I just sit there and think about it all the time. Like it's just, it's yeah, it's better than any Bathurst win you could ever have. There you have it. Yeah, David called it. It is a yeah, uh, it is ex- it is exciting, and you uh, very quickly realise uh, that your partner or your wife or the uh, mother of the, your child, the moose as we call her in the house, they they live with a cape, a secret cape underneath their uh, backs, and it uh, it it comes out like a like a superhero during that birthing process. Is yeah, oh, yes, that that side of it, yeah. Happy International was, Women's Day to you all. Is that today? That's today, yes. Is it? Oh, congratulations, people! Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that the birth is like probably it's a really good end to a very bad horror film. Mm. Mm. Yes, mm. it's a nice way to put it. It is. It was right. like I, I almost probably needed to have like um, some gas, like, some yeah, of the some sedatives, psych- some psychology session, sessions <laughs> after it to just to talk through what happened. Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. And you get given this uh, this great little gift that lasts, lasts a lifetime. Lasts a lifetime. Hey, let's talk about some race cars. Let's talk about oh, your Penwright, Penwright Racing Mustang. The yes. first time, first chance you've had to to drive the Mustang. You, you had yep. to compete against it for all those years. And now, yep. now you get the opportunity to do it with Kelly Racing after your first weekend. You're sitting inside the top 10 in the championship. I know it probably didn't go as great as what you'd hope, but it was still pretty good. What's your thoughts after round one? Um, so, yeah, obviously we need to establish a base of our, of our, you know, speed. And we kind of said before the weekend, we're probably between that eighth to 12th mark and we'll kind of ride on the money there. So, you know, there's looking forward, there's plenty of things that we need to do to the car to build and to invest in, I suppose. Um, just these things just take time like you know um there's plenty of things you can stuff with on the car and change and alter and and replace and build and fix and make better so you know it's just a process of trying to find the low-hanging fruit that's going to give us the most gain or what we think is going to be the most gain and just start from there so you know al's got some ideas and and we're just going to try and make it happen were you surprised at the difference between the Mustang and the Commodore? You know, are they were they similar, or did you have to well, drive the car a little bit different? Uh, well, I'm still kind of half figuring that out, to be honest. But I kind of I knew the Mustang was good across the top, just because 
you know, from what the data shows, what we've been racing the last couple of years. And it was probably one of the best cars I've had across the top, but my car probably wasn't set up the best for all the slower speed stuff or second gear stuff, which is majority of the track on that at Bathurst. So, you know, there's plenty of work to be done on that side of the fence, I think. So, you know, the last car I drove, I had a long time to sort of perfect it and make it better. And mm. I got very comfortable in that car. So, you know, any change was going to be, was going to be quite um, hard for me and um, strange for me to deal with. So it's just, just, I just need seat time and I just need, I need to have the confidence in the car that it can do the job. And, you know, it's, I need it to, you know, stop when I press the brake and, and things like that. So um, yeah, is it it's just time pretty tricky weekend watching um well watching from home looked like the track was in a funny condition lap yeah. times were probably a little bit slower than what people expected but the track just looked slippery not the ideal place you want to go for your first weekend with a new team an unfamiliar car um, exactly right. to try and put it on the line there at bathurst yeah exactly right um bathurst is a hard track enough when you're super confident you know your car very well so then you add a car that you haven't driven much um completely new set of circumstances for me it just took well you know it's just a very very hard set of circumstances for me to drive in so um yes but it's really good because we get to go back there in october in, in october and hopefully the car's going to be completely different by the time we get back there and we'll be hopefully on the money it's but been- i did realize that going into the, i'm like this is probably the worst place to come to you know, mm. straight off the bat in a new car. So, yeah, I recognised that early. I knew it was going to be tough, but uh, it's just you just got to survive those weekends. It's been well documented the the split with Erebus and how you've sort of landed at Kelly's. Uh, yes. Just tell us about the vibe within the Kelly Grove group as you've um, come in at uh, you know during this time of your career. Yeah. So. Obviously, I was there 10 years ago in a different set of circumstances. Once again, they were running Holdens and they were just on the verge of changing Nissan. So uh, uh, 10 years is a lot. A lot has happened. People change a lot. Um, uh, Todd's very good, very, very calm and, you know, very, very understanding of the sport, I suppose. And it's, oh, well, I, can, I suppose I can really comment on what people are telling me the vibe is because when I roll in, I see, you know, quite happy people, quite energetic people, uh, quite willing to win people. And, and they said, that's, that's like a big, since we've joined the team, myself, Alan Dennis and Penrod as well, it's kind of given them a big boost, I suppose. So, you know, I, uh, that's what they're telling me. So I hope that's true because, you know, we, we need that enthusiasm and energy going into every round. Okay. Hey, that's enough about supercars. Let's talk a little bit yeah, about yeah, your, your new, uh, the new role that you've got in, in TV land. I guess that came as a yeah. bit of a surprise when you when people first found out about the news. Oh, why is that? Why is that, Rolly? Why? Well, why I, like uh, we we all know you as a a great personality, but oh, um, but but, but usually receiving <laughs> receiving the questions is where you probably we're comfortable now this time you might have yeah, to true. deliver some of the information how do you feel about that uh good question i am very very nervous at it because i don't whenever someone gives me a mic and says go talk to someone i don't know what i am going to say to them i can always <laughs> it's easily to it's easy to answer questions rather than getting what's the like it's it's easy to answer a question that gets given to you instead of trying to 
construct a question to give to someone else, which, you know, that's on, that's what I have to learn. And I, like, I literally sat, I sat down with Andrew Jansen. I said, listen, I'm hopeless at this. Like I'm not, this is not my forte. I'm a racing driver. I'm not, I'm not a commentator. I'm not a color presenter or anything like that. Um, if I'm shit, just sack me. And he goes, no, 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 that's perfect. We don't want, like, we don't, we don't want to have anyone that has preconceived ideas um, of their job. So he goes, you're perfect. I'm like, well, that's the first for many. <laughs> <laughs> have anyway, you had to do much prep for the weekend? Prep. I mean, yeah. I mean, prep. Um, you know, do, do a bit of homework, learn what how homework to say my do? surname. Um, Del Burrito. Del Burrito. Mate, I'll, I'll <laughs> take it I easy on that? you. <laughs> I'll take it easy I on you call, if you come on I might call you by me. your first name. Yeah, Antonio. 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 Um, what do you want me to say to you? Give me some. Give me some stuff to say to you that will be fun. Well, look, let's let let's hope that uh, we have a good weekend and you can come and congratulate me for winning the round or something Possibly. fun like that. They probably um, ask me to do that. What oh, what categories God. are you actually covering? So you're going to sit in the box for one of the classes. I heard maybe S five thousand. Is that right? Uh, I think I'm doing. Well, to be honest, I haven't paid a lot of attention. <laughs> <laughs> Typical fashion, but I think I'm doing GT stuff, yep. um, pit lane reporting for you guys and TCR, and there might be one other. Is there a, like a career cup thing or? Ah, uh, yeah, GT3 Cup. GT3 Cup Challenge, yeah, that's, that's what right. I'll be trying to do something with. So. Sprint Challenge, which Sprint I, Challenge it is. Which I know those cars very well, so I can comment on them quite easily. Um, I think you'll find it easier than you think. When you get out uh, there, a lot of familiar faces, you've driven most of those cars. I haven't driven a TCR car. Except for the TCR car, but, but we are hearing that we're going to break an exclusive here, Grant, a world oh, yeah. exclusive. I don't know if it's exclusive. That Dave do. is going to drive one of the TCR cars prior to the weekend, and you're going to have a very handy steerer as your co-driver. What do you mean? Who's my co-driver? I think Jack Perkins is jumping in with you. Yeah, so apparently the story goes, um, since I've never driven one of these cars before, front-wheel drive car, um, never driven a front-wheel drive race car on the, on the track, they're going to stick me in at Phillip Island and Jack Perkins is going to sit beside me and basically just take the piss out of me for a couple laps, um, <laughs> watching me trying to learn how to do it. So apparently they're very, very slippery the first couple of laps, yes, which I have watched. No, it's all good now. It's oh, all good. You, you'll be they all right. You'll be fine. They put a softer tire on the rear softer or something. Softer tire. You, you'll just be just flattened to turn one, no dramas. Did mate. they really? Is that true? Yeah. Or you that just is, that is not true. Please that don't do true. anything that Tony is telling no, you. I'm, to I'm just trying to get you to take out one of my competitors for the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Jack, actually, Jack actually did a very similar thing last year. I think he drove Andre Heimgartner's Subaru for oh, one of these type, types of laps. So... I think his front-wheel drive experience is basically limited to limited. that one lap around Phillip Island as well. well so he's got one lap more than me. So <laughs> yeah, but you you'll be in a better, much better car. So oh, why? Because the Subaru was terrible. Oh, was absolutely <laughs> terrible. <laughs> it was compared to the more modern machinery. Yes, for sure. Reynolds, give us what, a uh, the, give us car give us have in the series. Uh, I'd love to say Honda, but um, after Simmons Plains efforts, probably not. But like, I watched um, Will Brown hose everyone in that mm, high Hyundai. So yeah, the Hyundai is obviously well, it is a good package, there's no doubt. There's only two cars in the field Hyundai's, isn't there? Uh, there's three. There's, oh, there's three. three now. There's three. 
the two HMO cars for yep. Josh Bucken and for Nathan Morecambe. And then there's yep. a privateer entry for Brad Shields. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But the Alphas have been really quick. Yes. Um, even the Peugeots. Peugeot's got good straight line. Yeah. The Alphas seem fast in the straight mm. from my memory. So, but I hopefully, like, I kind of like TCR because there's. Now. Well, there's like all the different types of variants of cars and they've all got their strengths and weaknesses. And mm. that's kind of that's kind of what attracts me to that. Uh, Is it something of... you'd like to have, you know, potentially compete one day if the if the planets aligned? You know, this is a nice opportunity for your um, two or three laps on your TV time to get a, get a feel for it. Yeah, honestly, I wouldn't mind having a crack here and there, but. Yeah, they're very. I assume they're very different to what I'm used to. So, mm. you know, you got to retrain your brain and something like that. It's like trying to play probably AFL and then play soccer. It's, it's a ball sport on a field, but it's completely different, really. So, when you uh, leave pit lane at Phillip Island and release the pit lane limiter, don't expect it to light the rears up or no. <laughs> accelerate hard. Does it chatter um, the front and like, yeah, walks to you everywhere? Uh, not too bad, but it takes a little bit once the turbo kicks in to actually get into its power. So the first initial part of the um, acceleration is pretty slow. It's pretty good. You go, what the hell is this? Turbo four-cylinder, <laughs> four-cylinder cars. The last time I had a turbo four-cylinder car, I was um, – this is – I don't know whether you want to put this on here, but <laughs> uh, I was racing – I was racing, I was working at HSV and they gave me like a little VXR. I remember those little VXR. Did you have one yeah. of those as well, VXR? Yeah, that was I had a little cars. Astra, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Astra Turbos they are, but HSV did their own version. And um, I was late to an appointment out north of the city somewhere and <laughs> and uh, long and the short story of this, this story is – that um, the cops turned up at HSV looking for the person who was driving my car because I was seen doing like enormous speeds on the road apparently. <laughs> and <laughs> and the, the, lady, the lady at the reception um, knew my car, knew me, and she just goes, we'll have a chat to him. <laughs> you, you were obviously so, very late for this meeting, right? I was, yeah, I'm always late. I, I just I never stick to my own rules and leave 15 minutes early. So I actually was I have I have somewhere to be at, at 4:30 and I, it's it's nearly 20 20 past four and I was supposed to leave 15 minutes early. So but I got stuck talking to you boys. So, well, we appreciate <laughs> that. Is is your no, appointment so on the north side of the city and what type of the, car are you driving now? <laughs> it is on the north side of the city. So <laughs> you'd have I'll a Mustang now, way. wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, I've got a Mustang and I've still got the old Moose Mobile, the, um, the Ford Focus. That's my missus. I call her the Moose. So her <laughs> natural car is called the Moose Mobile. Well, I'll tell you what, the Moose has played a, a significant part in our little independent uh, podcast here. The episode that she was involved with uh, many months ago yes. is still the number one is most really? listened parked up podcast of all of the times so she's oh, uh, she holds her uh, holds a little piece of history for um for our little parked up podcast well that's great i'm glad she was <laughs> able to help you out was she good what she say i said because oh, i don't want to i'm too embarrassed yeah no we won't go into it there's a few things we had to cut Did out you give but... me a hard time <laughs> no nah, not at all not at all not it's at a all. beautiful old thing i love her so much now, one last question from me. I'm sure Grant's got about 10 more. Go on, uh, expectations for this year uh, in supercars. 
Are we going to see top five? So we aiming for top five in the championship. What is it? Wins. Uh, oh, of podiums. course. You always, you know, your goals never really change. You want to win as many races as you can, but you got to start somewhere. And you know, we started from that eighth to to twelfth, probably more. We're mm. about tenth. I think we are in the championship or something. Which is which is pretty good, really. You oh, know, man, like it's, for it's, a new team. Yeah, it's, for a it's new, not a new too driver bad. to that team. It's not too bad, but. You know, I'm a competitive person. Um, I have mm. a small ego to ego to please, and if we can if we can snag um, some podiums here and there, man, we've had a great year. So you need to build a fast enough car to do that, and you want to do it consistently over different types of tracks. So mm. you know, we've you spoken be- about it on the pod before about Kelly's have been like last year. Andre had some really good results, had yes. a pole position, had yes. some podiums. But last year, um, you can't really count last year as any kind of year, I reckon. Yeah, stra- it was strange just a, year. It was a yeah, strange um, year. All the tire rules, you know, there was, you know, people who were shit two days and they had a good day because they saved mm-hmm. all their tires. Like it's kind of, it wasn't the traditional racing way that we yeah. sort of grew up racing. So last year, just just delete it mm. and then oh, we'd like start to. again. But oh, oh, probably the biggest thing was to. trying to get some consistency with the team um, yes. and understanding why they're fast and, and why they're not sometimes. That's probably the trickiest bit. And and yes. perhaps having Alan in the, in the team now, you can start to build some of some of uh, that knowledge and um, you know get some of his, his experience that he's got from Erebus yes. and other teams that he's been with. And hopefully you can build upon that. Yeah, well, Al is a uh, fundamental part to any mm. team success so you know without him we probably couldn't win a race um so i'm happy to have him in my corner mm-hmm, definitely he's a legend just such a good guy too and so easy to deal with that no bullshit no um not emotional person just you know talks about the facts and yeah likes to make stuff better well, mate, we want to see you right up the very pointy end for sure. It's uh, it feels like it's been a long time. It probably really it hasn't really been a long time since we've seen you up the front. You know, the twenty eighteen season was was a a real breakout for yourself and for uh, for Erebus. Twenty nineteen, you were also uh, still there, and of course, twenty seventeen, you won Bathurst. It hasn't been that long since since you were up the front, and and we're sure you haven't uh, forgotten how to do it. You never forget how to drive. Isn't that right, Tony? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just That's what I'm telling circum- myself anyway. The circumstances around you change. When you when you actually understand the sport, there's so much that goes into all the all the building of the cars and the setup of the cars that you realise that the human element can make very little difference. Don't say that. Why? Because then you can't put as, as big a check in at the or invoice in at the end of the day. Oh, it's yeah. I'm just being a realist. <laughs> hey, you're right you got to have the equipment to do the job but you know and, you got to you got to have you know there's obviously there's a few parts to the supercars thing and the driver is is the personality you sell and people want to align themselves with and then he's also got to drive the car and be competitive so you know there's two elements that you get paid for technically and one of them is you know we do have a chance of dying out there you know we don't really talk about it but it is possible so you know there is a danger danger money element to that mm, definitely Cool, mate. All right. Well, we'll let you go to your appointment on the north side of town. Don't speed, particularly not in the the moose's car. Although if you do do that, you can blame it on her. This was a long time ago, by the way, and I'm a much more mature now. Um, I am. Yes, I like to. You've got a you've got a child. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, David oh, Reynolds, no, we, thank you. We thank you so you. much. No, thank you so much boys. for joining us on the Parked Up podcast. We'll see you down at Phillip Island this weekend. See you, boys. See you later. See you, mate. Cheers. Bye. Okay, that was great to talk to David Reynolds. He's, uh, he's such a character. I I, uh, I love the Reynolds. Of, uh, he was one of actually the first, other than yourself, Tony, you were like the, the first driver I ever got to meet, but he was one of the first drivers that I had a uh, a, a strong connection with in the uh, racing driver slash journalist world. And uh, yeah, he was always always great to me. And I've, uh, it's cool that I guess we've, always stayed in touch always had things to do together uh, over the journey and um yeah he's, he's always got time for you i don't think i've ever, no not ever not once yeah. never never Probably done any still friends yes could be <laughs> could be <laughs> mate i tell you what after that chat you're gonna have a lot of editing to do tonight why with the uh with some oh, swear words the swearing and the oh no but there was no, i need i need there's only two words that i'd put a uh a bleep bleep over there's yeah, only two words. Well, I can't say them. Otherwise, I'll just be <laughs> making work for myself to put more bleeps in. Uh, they're both no, four-letter words. They're both four-letter words, if that helps. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. No, good to chat with Davey. Um, big changes for him. He's got a big year ahead. And uh, he was rushing out the door, and he was also checking how he went on the stock market today. So he's got a lot of fingers in, in a lot of different pies. But um, anyway, all good. Let's – Let's move on to our next little chin wag this afternoon. Today, um, today is International Women's Day, so we thought we should grab one of our fine female motorsport competitors. And with the TCR Australia Series kicking back into life, a round two down at Phillip Island this weekend, we thought we'd grab series returnee Chelsea Angelo. She's going to drive a Volkswagen in the class down at the island. She's been around the sport for for quite some time. She plays a big role off the track as well with a lot of behind the scenes, mentoring young females, getting more women participation in the sport. So here she is, her debut on the Parked Up podcast. It's Chelsea Angelo. Okay, it's great to welcome Chelsea Angelo onto the Parked Up podcast for the very first time. Chelsea, on International Women's Day, how are you going? I'm going good. Thanks, Grant. Thanks for asking. Um, yeah, really excited to be here and um, I guess talk some stuff and yeah. Let, let's, talk, let's talk some stuff. <laughs> let's talk some uh, International Women's Day stuff. You actually got to partake in uh, some some driver training today on International Women's Day, which is also a public holiday in Melbourne. They've, they've made you work on the day. <laughs> Yes, they have. It was actually funny, like a week before I had, I completely forgot today was a public holiday, then realizing it was International Women's Day and then actually going to Broadford to work for actually a girls on track event anyway. So overall, it's uh, it was a pretty good day to be at Broadford. And um, we had girls ranging from eight to 18 years old, um, just trying to get more women into the industry, I guess, trying to get more women involved in motorsport. Doesn't necessarily have to be driving cars, for example, it could be PA, PR, comms, mechanics, engineers, um, all that. So a lot of girls are really, really um, keen and interested to do that sort of stuff today. Um, I guess my role was to help with the simulator sort of stuff um, with with the girls on track. So, yeah, really cool day. Really cool to be a part of it. 
Now, in, in driver training land, we've done a lot of track days together. We have. And being the passenger on a driver training event isn't that much fun. Did you have to be a passenger today? And bear in mind, it was pissing down rain. So probably not that much fun. Actually, no, I didn't have to be in the passenger today. So uh, that was actually pretty good on my behalf. It was more so about the fact, because they're such young girls anyway, like there were kids that weren't even able to reach the pedals on the sim today. And I had all right. the, I had the pedal box all the way up and they still couldn't reach it. So it was to a point where I was pretty much going, uh, pressing flat on the accelerator and they're just turning the wheel and <laughs> crashing and bashing and all that sort of stuff. But it just gives them more of an insight as to what um, motorsport is actually involved in because a lot of girls in particular have got no idea what it takes to get involved and be involved. So by the end of the day, it was a good success. Now, without going too far into it, give us a bit of an insight what it is like being a female in very much a man-dominated sport, uh, being motorsport, you do have to have thick skin, don't you? Yes. Um, I've been, I'll make it pretty short and sweet, but I've been involved in the sport for literally 14 years plus, and it's quite a, a cutthroat industry. So it's just being able to pop your helmet on and just seeing yourself as one of you guys um, without actually correlating the fact that I am a female under the suit kind of thing. So I've just kind of worked out my way through the ranks and was able to meet the right people. And this is where I'm at today. Mm. Now the, the, uh, the women's movement and particularly in sport has been growing for certainly been, been ramping up over the past few years and, uh, and absolutely as it, as it should be. Um, you know, we're all the same, two feet and a heartbeat and get on with it. Doesn't matter what gender. Do, but do you feel that the that there's a, a difference being made? And, you know, I know there's a few different programs for women uh, in motorsport and, and as you were saying, encouraging them to get involved in the sport. Do you feel that there enough is going on to, to make it more accessible, to bridge that gap and to bring more females in, whether they're participants on the track or, or acting uh, off track as well? Yeah, 100%. I mean, you sort of look back to when I first started, I was quite fortunate enough that my old man was um, still involved in that whole uh, industry anyway. So um, it was pretty fortunate for me to have my dad that actually knew someone in karting already. So then that was quite an easy access for us to go through there. But I can sort of understand the girls these days that it's quite daunting to actually step into something whether it's simple as motorbikes or even karting so and I can totally get um, the fact that that women don't know where to go when they do these sorts of programs you know it gets them excited and you know they want to do this sort of stuff but there's just no sort of like real sort of guideline as to how to actually follow up and how to get on track kind of thing so I think a lot of these programs are starting to um, really form like for young women to join local car clubs or local karting clubs, things is like, you know, I always guide the people in the right direction to go on a kartingaustralia.com.au and they've got all detailed information on there. And it's just as simple as asking a really simple question like myself or any other females that are involved in the sport. How do I start? Like, you know, mm. we're, we're here to help you. Like I've been in that position like over 10 years ago. So I know what it's like. Yes, it might've been a bit different to when I was involved, but I can still give you that guidance. Like it's quite easy to write down a bit of information on a piece of paper and give it to them and mm -hmm. help in that sense. So it's more so the follow-up process that I think girls are quite daunted to take that next step. I think the, the mentor role that 
you're playing um, and all the other uh, females that are involved as well is very crucial for women to get involved in the sport because it it would look like there was no guide you know or, or path how do I do this so to have some guidance from yourself I think would be a massive benefit now let's talk a little bit about car racing because Wait. this weekend this weekend TCR Phillip Island you're back in the seat you're yeah. in uh, the MPC Volkswagen yes uh, very exciting now you've done you know, a few TCR rounds, but this uh, is a very big opportunity. Yes. You've been working with Lee Stimation, our good friend from Reaction Performance. Shout out to Lee. <laughs> shout out to Lee. Every every episode, every pod. Um, <laughs> you know, working together, getting ready for the weekend. He's actually going to engineer you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you feeling about the weekend coming up? Yes, I'm feeling really good about myself. So in terms of like my physical preparation, I think I've done truly well enough with the training aspect with Lee. I mean, obviously you were the person only that guided me to go and see Lee and he's a really good trainer and all that. So thank you for that guidance there. Um, so my training has been really good, really on point. I've been doing a few classes and all that at F45 just to keep my cardiovascular system up. Um, but when I work with Lee, we really just focus on the strength side of things. And obviously for my personal self, I've got a bit of a lower back issue at the moment. So we're just trying to build up some more core muscle and some leg muscles and all that as well. Um, in terms of like testing all that, it's obviously been quite limited to the test mm. stations because I haven't been able to raise like a full like season TCR budget kind of thing. So we're just going round by round at the moment. But we did do half a test day um, before the Tazzy round because we were hoping to go to Tazzy, but then that was just a whole different um, scenario there. So now um, we decided to sort of skip Tazzy and push on for Phillip Island, which is what we did. Um, and then I was just working extremely hard behind the scenes to get some sponsors. And then obviously we've got Ashron Tech, which is our main sponsor for the weekend. And then we've got a couple of other sponsors on board for that weekend too. Awesome. Awesome. Yep, awesome. Car looks great. You don't have much extra space there to put any extra sponsors. I'm sure you would find some you'd find some space if you really needed to. Look, I'm sure I could, but yeah, we'll just have to see how it all goes. <laughs> Um, at the moment, it's just Phillip Island. You are working on round by round. Are you confident that you'll be able to get to the next events? Of course, the uh, the one after Phillip Island is this little track up at uh, up at Bathurst, Mount yes. Panorama. That would I be know. cool to race Volkswagen around there. Yeah, well, that's sort of my main aim. So obviously with these um, sponsors that have come on board for this weekend, it's just sort of, I guess, waiting for the weekend to come to sort of give give them a bit of an insight. Well, obviously, Ashton Tech's been a part of the motorsport industry for a while, but in in particular, the sponsors that I've got on myself, um, I'm just trying to co- convince them, persuade them to sort of possibly maybe try and tip in more, but I'm just trying to get them excited about the idea and hopefully that will roll on from my performance at Phillip Island. So that's why I've done so much preparation in terms of my physical and my mental state, just to be the best prep that I can um, to do the best that I can. And hopefully my performance will show that and hopefully we can follow that up for Bathurst in a few weeks. Look, I really do hope that you have a great weekend, but not too good. Okay. Not too Either. good. Yeah. As long as as long as the Honda's ahead, I'll I'll be uh, I'll be happy. You'll be happy. You'll come first, and I'll come second. How about that? That's that's fine. I think we'll both be happy with that. I'm sure. Especially I'll be, Lee. I'll be Lee will be wrapped. I'll be yeah. Lee, he'll have more of a celebration than what I will. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah. No big weekend coming up. Chels, thanks so much for joining us today on Parked Up. 
You have been fantastic and congratulations on your mentoring role with all the ladies getting involved in motorsport. I think it's fantastic. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, we will see you in a few days at Phil Bowen. Yes, lovely. I'm assuming you're all going on Thursday. Absolutely, we'll be there. You know there's a test day happening. Yeah, I'm going to test all day. Wear you, my car no, you're out. not testing. No, I'm not. It's, no, it's a GT it's a, it's a, and Porsches, isn't it? GTs and Porsches are testing. So if Tony sneaks his, uh, his little Honda out on track, then it'll be quickly recognised. Yeah, quickly. Yeah. Thanks, right. thanks, Chels. We'll see you down there. All right, we'll see you there. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Okay, there we go. We thank Chelsea. We thank David Reynolds, both two excellent guests in today's episode, Tony. Yes, uh, very good to have both of them on the show today and uh, very thankful of their time on a what is a public holiday. So they're basically working on a public holiday for us. But Chelsea did confess to us when we weren't recording that she'd never listened to any of our episodes of Parked Up. <laughs> That's right. This so when, very... I call, when I called her and asked her if she'd like to come on, she said, oh, it's about time you guys asked me to do it. I thought, oh, okay, cool. So she she listens. And then she admitted like in the next breath, no, nah, I've never actually listened to any episode. Oh, what a terror. I tell you, what, she better listen to this episode though. We should I think put she something will. in there. Oh, look, she's got an hour and a half drive to go down to Phillip Island a little bit later on. So. Yeah. This will kill. This will kill a little bit of time. But she'll probably just skip to her, uh, to her interview. <laughs> she'll she'll get past the whole Dave Reynolds stuff and all our blabber in between time. Okay. Um, hey. So look, it's been a great episode. I it's always up. a great episode. Apparently, I thought so. That's what I, you say every week. We've got a big episode and we've got a great episode. Oh, I'll find. Do I need to find some new words? No, well, I just think like you know, it's not always a big and a great episode. It's just an episode. Okay. You know well, I mean? it's been an episode today on Parked <laughs> Up, episode 48. And now I chucked out a call to our fans to uh, just ask a question. Ask a question. I put a little, made a bit of a uh, piece of art that just had a big question mark on there and uh, asked everyone to comment and uh, fire in some of your hard-hitting questions. There are some non-hard-hitting questions there, but some really good ones as well. So let me just uh, quickly run through here uh, some of them. I, I want to know, so Hayden Ward, he asks, I want to know why don't we put air conditioners in supercars? I know the cars would produce a small amount of less horsepower, but has this ever been tested or considered, Tony D? Well, it is a good question because in GT cars, you can actually get cars with uh, air conditioning systems in them. So they, they've been in, well, they've been in there for quite a while. I remember racing the Maranello Ferrari back in 2015, I think, and it had air conditioning. Unbelievable. You just flick it on and it was, it wasn't perfect, but it was pretty good. I'm not sure why supercars don't do it. I really don't because we've seen all these cool suits fail many times, many, many times. And when you've got the cool suit vest on and it starts pumping hot water through it, basically cooks you um which is worse than you know having nothing on at all sort of thing so that's why the air conditioning systems are quite good if they do fail at least you don't have you know like a water hot water blanket on for the rest of the race so i'm unsure why supercars don't go to that path because you're right if it does rob a little bit of horsepower and add a little bit of weight to the car then everybody's in the same boat exactly exactly but unless it's maybe a, we can uh, suggest it to them uh, yeah cool yep 
Well, we'll see if we can get a roll on the commission, I reckon. Yeah, well, you know, with Gen 3 coming out, surely that's on the cards. Mm. All right, here we go. Alan Lightbourne, if SVG ended up being out for the round, who would you sub in? He's obviously talking about Sandown. Of course, SVG has injured his collarbone, and they've got a couple mm. of very, very good drivers in the Dunlop Super 2 series in Angelo Mazuris and Brock Feeney. No chance. Who would you no sub chance. in then? Craig CL? Lowndes. Craig, Craig, Craig Lowndes or Garth. There we go. Uh, Garth Tander. I think that would be the most logical thing. I mean, if I was a co-driver of that team and they subbed in a DVS driver, I'd be absolutely bloody spewing. Mm-hmm. So Garth yeah. or Craig, which one do you go for? Well, I would go with... they both got TV commitments. I would go with Garth only because Garth drives with Shane. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason. Cool. Uh, okay, here we go. So uh, this young kid called Dewey Jones has said, uh, Grant and Tony, I need your tipping bets. I've got some dollars to find very soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, uh, young, young Dewey was driving my car home from Bathurst and he crashed it. So he needs to find uh, some cash to pay for the excess on the damaged Nissan Qashqai. Duckman, my only suggestion to you, mate, get a haircut and get a real job <laughs> and pay your bill. <laughs> but the bill's um, been paid. The car is, uh, there is a question a little bit later down here. Thank you very much, uh, Matthew Norris, for asking. But the Qashqai is getting fixed. It's made its way back to the eastern suburbs of Melbourne and it's going to be fixed soon. I don't who, actually have a time. It? Phil Monday? No, it's, uh, I didn't get a choice of repairer. It's uh, gone to Gemini, Gemini Smash, I think it's called. Gemini One Turner. God. <clears throat> you know, uh, yeah, I don't think they've got the okay. most modern name for their uh, no. panel repair business, but um, I'm sure they're going to look after my cash guy, an absolute treat. Oh, yeah. Hey, Couldn't be uh, any worse. Okay, Michael Burson, what would you find scarier Tony hosting the podcast by himself or Grant taking Tony for a hot lap? <laughs> it's a good question, Michael. It's a good question. He's in the running a, for the t-shirt. Of course, I'm no, giving away a t-shirt to the best question. That's easy. That's easy. So which one? You you driving. Bloody hell. No, what well, hang on. You you edit you hosting the podcast? Yeah, I could yeah. do that. No problem. No, no, no. No, not no problem, but the editing side of things wouldn't be so good. That's that would right. be a real flash. It'd so take Tony probably could, three weeks. Tony could host this podcast, no problem. It would yes. never find its way onto the internet. That's right. I, I wouldn't know how to, you know, YouTube it or whatever we do to it. Um, <laughs> Have you ever but, watched our episode on YouTube? No. <laughs> we don't have. We don't even have a YouTube channel. Well, that's what's going wrong. We need one. Okay. Um, but we are sharing a go-kart this week. Oh, yes. I can't believe that. That should have been the, uh, the focus. That should have been the news. This. That's right. That should have been headline the news, Grant. Michael Burson. A little you've, go. You've won this T-shirt, event. brother. You've won the T-shirt. It was a good question, but you've also reminded us about the uh, the, the two-driver go-kart race down at Phillip Island this Friday night, weather pending, as nah, long as the weather's okay. Just, just do it. Nah, they've told me that if it's raining, it's off. Yeah. Who said that? Uh, the lady Kelsey, who is uh, who's helped me piece it all together from the go kart joint. Yeah, at Phillip Island. 
Okay. Now, if, uh, for all you our listeners. Some, you got everybody in there. All the drivers. It's going to be massive. Yeah, 17 carts. Chelsea Angelo's in there. She's going to be teamed up with Abby Jelmy, the Seven Network commentator. Jack Perkins is in there. Uh, Michael Caruso, Maddie Stewart is uh, teaming up with Troy Bundy in the all Porsche entry. Entrant number five, Tony Dalberto and Grant Rowley. Sounds How sensational. How did I get buddy love with you? I had well, no saying that. I've teamed everyone up to sort of have a, a bit of a connection. Bit of an angle. So are we wearing parked up T-shirts? Oh, we can do if you like. Certainly. No, actually, I'm asking all the drivers to wear their race suits. You guys are okay, race drivers. Well. And the media people will need to wear, you know, hopefully, clothes if they can afford it. David Reynolds is going to race, and he's <laughs> he's racing with Andrew Van Leeuwen from motorsport.com. Chaz Mostert is racing. He's with Brad Hodge, former Australian cricketer, now motorsport commentator. Lee Holdsworth is racing. He's with Chris Stubbs. Jordan Cox is with Mark Beretta. Ben Barguan is with Mike Sinclair from carsales.com. It is an absolute all-star list. On the mm. list that I'm looking at right now, Shane Van Gisbergen is on there, but he's deleted. And Jamie Winkup is already in. <laughs> Jamie Winkup's going to team up with Jessica Dane, the all Triple Eight entry. Uh, Garth Sanders with uh, Greg Rust. Aaron Seaton is with Slade Perrin. Slade writes for Sports Car Three Six Five. Uh, Nathan Hearn is racing. He's with Reese Vanderside, the photographer. Thomas Randall is with Daniel Kalish, the uh, the ARG photographer. James Golding's in there. He's racing with Alex Affat from uh, Motor Magazine. There's a, uh, this, this is a stacked field. So here's the deal. It's a 30 lap race. Everyone, each driver will get to do a five or 10 minute quali, whatever they give us. And then it's a 30 lap race. Pit window opens between laps 12 and 17. What is our strategy? Or well, who's starting? Well, you can, you, you get to choose. What's our okay, strategy? So if you start, Go to lap twelve, get out, and I finish. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, that's if I going start, to be the yeah. We go to seventeen, and then oh. you finish. Okay, so we've got to think. Most of the people are going to they're gonna they're they're gonna start your slower driver first, right? Yeah. Right. So you'd imagine the media will start most no. of the most of the stuff. I reckon I'm, I'm gonna I will qualify. I reckon I'll qualify top. I think top five. I should should qualify yeah. top five. In media, yeah, yep. yeah, and okay. you should be—you'll yeah. be somewhere. I should be up there because I should be a bit lighter than most, mm-hmm. um, and you're a lot heavier than most. So, yes, sort of evens out a little bit. It's a bit of a shame. Uh, but no, nah, man, I want to take the checkered flag. I want to take the win. Oh, and you're okay. going to be on the camera to film it for all our parked-up <laughs> listeners of no, of us winning. Mate, the punishment for the duck man is that he has to be on the camera and not invited to compete. Hey, are you inviting uh, fans to this? Because this is like a fair old treat for for motorsport fans to see everybody in the one place. There's nothing stopping go karts. There's nothing stopping anyone from coming down to do it. So what time? Uh, Five thirty. Everyone's being asked to go down there and register and do all the things that they need to do and we should be wrapped up by about seven o'clock the quality sessions will happen pretty quick there'll be a lot of frothing around and you know there's mm. going to be a, a a fair bit of ego <laughs> ego stuff being dribbled out so once we get through all that and the quality session's done she's going to get pretty serious when when the old uh, green light comes on for the 30 lapper let's hope no broken bones eh? 
Well, I think uh, the sports had enough of those. So, uh, yeah. and I and I don't want to have played any more of a part of that. Um, okay, hey, uh, that was that was awesome that we got to talk about that. Uh, Daniel Meads, he asks, uh, pick your 2021 Supercars Championship winner and also the TCM Championship winner. Tony, who wins those two classes for you? Well, look, I thought Shane Van Giesberg was in the box seat, but he's just maybe gone down a little bit in the odds by breaking his collarbone. Yeah. Uh, he's certainly going to be the man to beat or one of one of them. So I think he's got a good chance. TCM, geez, I don't know. Bowie? Yeah, maybe JB. JB could win it. For me, uh, Shane Van Giesbergen still wins this championship. He'll be fine. He'll probably go out and win at Sandown. No drama. So, yeah, broken collarbone or not, I think he'll still get the job done. And in TCM, you know what? Ryle Harris is the fastest guy. He missed the first round, so he's got a bit of catching up to do. But I reckon he's going to finish top two, top three, every single race for the rest of the year, other than their trophy race that they have, which sort of mixes up the field. He'll be the fastest. I reckon he'll somehow come through and win that championship. That's my tip. Well, you know, like he's, the other's only got to have one bad round and he's back in it. So certainly not impossible. Um, um, be good to see Ryle win the championship. Yeah. Yeah. He's been doing it for a couple of years. Hmm. Um, Matthew Davis asks, who came up with the name for the podcast, Tony or Grant? You I'll, let you, this, Grant. I'll let you answer this. No, you can answer this, mate. Uh, okay. Well, exactly, we went through, we had, to, I've still actually on a whiteboard at my office, I've still got the lists of names that we were uh, throwing around. And then, what were they? Oh, I can't remember. I'm not at my office at the moment. Uh. But they just, they just sit there. I tried to actually rub them off, but they've been sitting up there for so long. 48 weeks, as it turns out. In permanent um, marker, we'll do that. Yeah, it's just stuck on there. Anyway, you suggested uh, parked up, and that was it. It just that that was it, that was the winner. It was a light bulb moment. It just yeah. it just worked. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. It was an excellent name. Yeah, um, I'm taking the credit for that one. Brett Johnson, my uh, brother-in-law, asks, can I have another T-shirt? The answer, <laughs> Brett, is no. Uh, and the last question we got here, which might have been the very first one that came through, Shane Tanner, who is the man behind motorsportwebsites.com.au, one of our great partners at Parked Up, he asks, pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Yes. No. Yes. The answer is No. So this is why we're not we're not really friends. Okay. Pineapple on pizza is disgusting. And it is the only thing that I won't eat. I will I eat anything. Say, I was going to say, everything. yeah, you would eat anything. Raw pineapple, no problem. Absolutely. I will eat raw pineapple, like if it's fresh or if it's uh, fresh out of a tin, I'll eat that. Yeah. No worries. But I had cooked pineapple. That is disgusting. And it's only for psychopaths. I had um, pineapple in a cake today. Oh, yeah, oh, it's beautiful. Oh, I couldn't. I could. I, maybe I could palate that, but yeah, no. Yeah, you know we did today. Warmed up fruit, no good. Tomatoes, the only exception. Well, we're talking about tomatoes. We made uh, tomato sauce today. It was mm. tomato sauce making day at my dad's house. Delicious. And uh, we bottled about twenty-five odd bottles. Mm-hmm. which isn't that much really. He, he's been doing it all weekend with different groups of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, today was our day, 25 bottles. Great. 
Very I cool. Look, very. Cool. I look forward to uh, just one or two being yeah, dropped on my front one. doorstep. Yeah, you can have one. I'll find a hole. So me. we made sauce for obviously pasta, but also made some tomato sauce for pizza. Mm. So you do Great. it a little bit different, different yeah. method, Grant. Right. Cool. Thanks for the invite. Actually, so when no, we do the pizza, we'll put pineapple on it. Ew, that's disgusting. That's gross. Like, you, well, I don't know why we do it. I don't know why people do it. Anyway. It's disgusting. On that, on that. Cool. Let's go. Let's go. Let's uh, let's get non-parked up and let's go motor racing this weekend down at Phillip Island. The following weekend, we're going to Sandown for supercars. It's a very exciting time for all motorsport fans. Tony D, thank you once again. You've just listened to another great episode, a big episode of the Parked Up Podcast. Huge. We're powered by Racefields. And you'll hear from us next week. All right. See you, mate.